Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are tales about some remarkable people whom I've met through the opportunity of being a physician. A man's got to do what a man's got to do. Mr. G and his wife came to see me in my neurology clinic because of seizures. However, when they arrived, and almost before I could even sit down, the patient's wife began telling me the story of her husband, who though quiet, had a serene, almost bemused look on his face. Mrs. G noted that while they were in clinic because he had had a seizure, they knew I was a neuro-oncologist and that the reason for the seizure was that the patient had a glioblastoma, that is a very malignant brain tumor, and that they needed advice about this, the management and the types of things to expect. Then, surprisingly, Mr. G laughed and noted, Sorry for my wife. She's too worried about these things. We can give you some time to catch your breath to start. I nodded, thanked the patient's wife for the overview, and then asked Mr. G if he had anything else to add to the history that Mrs. G had articulated. The surgeon said that he took out most of the cancer, said Mr. G calmly. He told me it was in the place in my brain on the right side that he could get most of it. So I'm feeling very fortunate about that. Not really sure I understood anything about the other treatment, though. The radiation is pretty simple. Lie down for a minute, get zapped, then get up and go. The pills, just not sure what that's all about. I started to explain to Mr. G about the therapy, how it evolved, and the types of treatments, particularly what he was going through right now, and how we could address things like the seizures. Mrs. G spoke up. The oncologist, he didn't really say anything, and you've told us more that he said what to expect. I noted that as a neuro-oncology specialist, I was used to answering these kinds of questions about the therapy and providing the overview. But What do all these tests mean? asked Mrs. G, thrusting over a handful of papers towards me. I tried to scan through the paperwork, which showed things like blood counts, results of MRI scans, and other things, until I saw two other pathology reports, which showed the results of molecular tests. My heart sank as I noted that, at least by the reports enclosed, his prognosis was particularly grim and that more than likely he was not going to respond either to the radiation nor to the chemotherapy being administered, although these were the standard of care. Has your oncologist talked to you about any of these tests or clinical trials in general? I asked, deferring questions about the paperwork, at least initially. Well, no, said the patient with his ever calm tone, but that's probably my fault. I told him that we were retiring and that we were planning to move to Washington State where my daughter and my son live. I acknowledged the statement and tried to ascertain what to articulate to the patient and his wife about the results. Um, Well, has your oncologist specifically talked to you about these results? And I pointed to the piles of papers in my hand, particularly the two pathology reports. No, he hasn't, said Mrs. G. I had to ask for these. We got them about a month ago. 
but I know his blood counts had to be high enough to get his chemotherapy pills. That's when the office told me it was okay for him to start again. I sighed slightly, knowing what the next step was going to be that I had to take. Mr. G and Mrs. G, I think you should really know something about the results of the tests you've provided me, and thanks for doing so. I really think you should think about a clinical trial. Your results show that the tumor is especially malignant, and the current therapy is not likely to be particularly effective. I know this may be a shock, but you should know this as you're going forward with treatment. Both Mr. and Mrs. G were silent for a moment, and then Mr. G spoke. Well, I don't really think we need to rush into things. My surgeon thought he'd gotten most of the tumor. The radiation doctor said he was treating the area with a maximum dose, and we're getting chemotherapy at the same time. I mean, it's all pretty intense. Then Mrs. G spoke in a hurried tone. I knew we didn't have all of the story. We have to do something more. Lars here never gets riled. He's been an air traffic controller for about 25 years, so he's used to multitasking under a stressful environment. So doctor, what do you recommend? I then articulated the various types of trials and the resources from the American Brain Tumor Association. This was my usual in my oncology clinic that would be provided to patients. I was at a loss to understand the communication disconnect, but perhaps this was something due to the stresses of the situation that had been missed by the patient and his wife. Mrs. G then handed me copies of the clinic notes downloaded from the electronic medical record. I noted no discussion about the results from the medical oncologist, just the diagnosis that the standard of care was a given specific kind of chemotherapy and follow-up was after each cycle was performed. The neuroconsult was in there from the nurse in the oncology clinic, as was the okay to start the chemotherapy, again, after noting the blood counts. I concluded that this was certainly a hands-off approach, and I assumed that the patient and his wife needed more in-depth discussion. When are you moving to Washington? And where? I asked, finishing my review of the notes. In a few months, being retired, we can pretty much do it any time, noted the patient. Thinking out loud, I noted that I did know doctors up in Seattle as well, and that I would be happy to refer the patient for further discussions, and that they were doing clinical studies up there. Well, we'll be just outside of there, mused the patient's wife, with a hint of relief. We could definitely move there early. I was about to say that that was great, and I could put in a call pretty quickly to get the patient seen, when Mr. G said, Maybe we should just finish up what we're doing here for now, and then see how it goes, and look first at me, then his wife, and we should probably talk to my oncologist when I see him next month. Mrs. G then started speaking, noting what I'd said about his pathology results, that I could get him into Seattle, that there was a need for more options, and the like. One step at a time, he said, smiling. I tried to get Mr. G to think more aggressively about his tumor, and did note that I, nor anyone else, was going to be able to cure it. 
I tried to provide data from other studies showing some benefits. I finally just came out and told him the median survival of patients who had this kind of tumor and the accompanying molecular markers. To all of this, he maintained his calm and unhurried demeanor, which was both admirable and frustrating at the same time. I acquiesced the patient's wish to hold off until after he'd seen his oncologist to make a determination of what to do next, rather than continue to pursue my recommendation. We addressed his seizures, which were very straightforward, and scheduled him for an appointment after he'd seen his oncologist. I never saw Mr. G again. His wife left me a message to call her several months later. Apparently, at the time of finishing his radiation and combination chemotherapy, he had a massive recurrence, which spread across to the other side of his brain. I was, of course, taken aback, and we thought about the clinic visit, where I couldn't get the patient to think about doing anything differently than he'd already been presented. While I realized this was his choice, I couldn't help regretting that I was unable to convince him to see someone else up in Seattle that might have given him other options and potentially time. Mrs. G, while sad, was philosophic. That was just his way of coping. He was always like that. And you know what his last words were to me? He told me he loved me, and then, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. That was it, and that's what he did. I thanked her for reaching out, and we hung up. And I realized that Mr. G had already been at peace with all of his choices. He'd made his decision, lived and died with them. So what a fitting set of words for his departure from this life. Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.